Uh, the Prevention and Combating of Hate Crimes and Hate Speech Bill that could see offenders receiving jail sentences is turning out to be a political hot potato in Parliament. The bill has been in the pipeline for more than four years, but it's only now that the Justice Committee is finalising it. Last week, tensions simmered over suggestions by Deputy Justice Minister John Jeffrey that it was primarily white Afrikaans who are supporting uh, supporters of the Freedom Front Plus who are committing hate crimes. We discussed with Michael Swain, Executive Director of Freedom of Religion, South Africa. Michael, good day and welcome. Good day and thank you so much for having me on the show. There were two meetings held in Parliament last week over the bill, which is commonly known as the Hate Speech Bill. What is this bill all about, Michael? Well, this bill is an extraordinary bill in as much as it will actually criminalise hate speech. And potentially, if you are found guilty of hate speech, you could spend up to eight years in jail. So this is a, a big departure from where typically we've been with freedom of speech in this country, which is, of course, a central pillar of democracy, that the more hate speech you have, or you, you, the more, let's say, inhibitions to free speech you have, the broader you define hate speech, and the more you potentially sanction it, the less free speech you have. And of course, free speech is the cornerstone of a democracy. So it, it, it is something which is deeply concerning to anybody who uh, loves th this uh, free speech democracy that we have and which we have built uh, this nation upon. So the understanding is that the bill wants to make it a crime that you could uh, that uh, could see you end up in jail for up to eight years for saying something that is harmful or incites harm, even if there's no proof that it resulted in anything happening in reality and that promotes or propagates hatred against a group of people specifically listed in the bill. Where does the other two elements of the bill fit in, promoting or propagating hatred against a group of people specifically listed in the bill? Well, you know, again, I think one of the things we have to look at is the types of harm, because that's a very serious uh, component of this. And the types of harm that you can find yourself up, 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 up in court for uh, include, for example, emotional harm. What does that mean, emotional harm? I mean, it could mean hurt feelings, literally. Um, what, 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 is, what is social harm? You know, they, they said that you know, social harm could be something which potentially uh, undermines the sort of you know, social uh, fabric of South Africa, but it's all so vague and so loose. And I think that's one of the biggest problems with this bill is that the way that the terms are defined are so loose and so vague and so open. And as you said, it, it, it could even be hypothetical uh, because there is no causality uh, requirement. In other words, you don't have to show that something that you said directly resulted in a specific harm on somebody else, just that it might have done. And this is a very dangerous piece of legislation because as soon as you make hate speech criminalized, then you have potentially a weapon that can be used. And unless there are robust defenses or exemptions to it, then it, it could be a, a very egregious and concerning piece of legislation. Yes, talking about it being a weapon, you know, in a previous conversation, 4SA said that this bill would make it easier to go to jail than to apologize. Is that the case? Well, it absolutely is the case. You know, if, if you look at what um, the Papuda says, the Papuda basically uh, has now, thanks to the uh, Kolani judgment, uh, a, a relatively narrow definition of hate speech. And therefore, you 
would have to prove, for example, uh, that what you said had, a, had an element of like vilification uh, or, or detestation, whereas this just talks about substantial. Uh, now, that is obviously a, a lower bar. And even the way that it's phrased means that literally, yes, you're right. You know, you, you could go to jail quicker than you could be, you could be ordered by a court to apologize. Don't forget the Papuda or the Equality Act, the remedies there, albeit broad, but they're non-criminal. So it could be an apology, it could be a fine, it could be some form of you know, social remedial action like, you know, going and spending time with people who you have made some hateful comment against to get to know them better or whatever it might be. But this we're talking about is a straight jail sentence. And that is, again, very concerning that it should be easier to go to jail than it could be to be uh, forced to make some form of civil remedy or restitution. Uh, so really then, Michael, what is the way forward? Look, I think the way forward is that we need as a society to wake up. I mean, you know, you also have to consider, and we talk about things from a religious uh, freedom point of view, that potentially remarks that you might make, particularly if uh, some of the protected classes include, for example, sexual orientation, gender identity, or expression, sexual characteristics, or whatever, none of which, by the way, are defined in the bill. If, if you make some statement uh, of a conservative nature about marriage or uh, sexuality or relationships or what have you, even in a religious context, the exemption that uh, applies to you actually is very, very weak. It, it, it essentially, it, it's, a, it's a type of a circular uh, argument, which basically says that, you know, if, if you say you're protected as long as what you say doesn't actually uh, constitute hate speech. So it really is no protection at all. And so I think people of faith particularly need to be aware and deeply concerned that some of the foundational values that they hold, things that are part of their human dignity, things that are part of uh, who they are as, as people and what they believe and how they live their lives, these are the very things which potentially uh, could be criminalized uh, if we do not wake up and push back against this piece of legislation. Certainly, uh, we need to continue doing that, Michael. Thank you for uh, alerting us and uh, for creating the awareness. Your time appreciated. Thank you, sir. Well, bye-bye. Uh, that was uh, Michael Swain talking to us about uh, this uh, proposed legislature, the prevention and combating of hate crimes, and uh, how far-reaching this could be in terms of, uh, you know, what could be decreed, uh, declared as uh, hate crimes.